0: Wes, Wes, oh my God. I, I was just going to ask what day of the week it was, but I first third of what day today is came out as I said, hi to you. How are you, how are you doing, man? I, I'm, I'm making it, dude. I, I'm
1: okay. Um, I'm a little bit hazy. Been doing a lot of, uh, VR instead of sleep tight stuff, but, uh, we're good. We're here. Um, yeah, we're here, man. I'm happy to be here.
0: Cool man, that is uh, that is awesome to hear. Yeah, you, I mean, you are you are a workhorse man. Like for having all of the the personal life stuff going on that you do, plus your professional life, plus the channel, plus you keep on top of absolutely everything. Man, like it has been said more than once over on our Discord uh, that they're just constantly surprised by uh, how much content you put out and how much you keep up with everything. So congratulations, it is not going unrecognized. That's for sure.
1: Well, uh, it's very nice of you to say that right as uh, we're getting to the time of the year where I stop making content. Like we didn't go on Sunday. We probably won't go on next Sunday. Um, as you know, Brian, we we do kind of a bit of a big thing at the end of the year, and that takes a lot of preparation. So um, for pretty much through most of November and December, uh, the only time we really go live is when there are good new releases to talk about and we quit watching the news so closely so uh i'm thank you for the compliment about all the <laughs> hard work i'm putting in but we're, we're taking some time off hey uh, happens. real soon
0: you gotta do what you gotta do man like you gotta you gotta you gotta keep the content coming and uh and you gotta i mean obviously to make the best content sometimes you gotta scale back and do what you gotta do dude oh wow okay well you know what? let's get the show started because we actually got a lot to talk about and I'm staring at this uh this whole screen it's not doing anyone any favors so let's uh, go what So I just got confused. Everybody was like, Miles. And I was like, no, it's Wes. And everybody's like, oh, okay, in the chat. All right, let's start the show. This is PSVR Games Cast Lab. We film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, right here on PSVR Without Parole. We talk a lot about PlayStation VR stuff. We talk a lot about PlayStation VR 2 stuff. We talk a lot about a lot of other stuff as well, especially when I've got Wes here. We just tend to kind of go off on rants, which I love. Hopefully, you do too. If you don't love that, we totally understand. Uh, make sure you uh, don't watch this live because that would be the worst thing ever. Uh, just wait for time uh, for Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry, timestamp sta- time Game Cat Henry, uh, to get the timestamps into the show, uh, as he does uh, every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So thank you very much for doing that. Or you can listen to this on your drive to work uh, with sirens on my end uh, on podcast services of your choice. Thanks to Jamie, who gets this thing up constantly. And we appreciate it for that also while we're shouting giving shout outs thanks to the mods but most importantly right now thanks to my co-host Wes dylan joining us from virtual strangers Wes, what is happening in the world outside of playstation vr2 over in the land of virtual strangers
1: mm, what is happening well we're, we're preparing for a, a show tonight flexible you know we're playing all these games right and some of them are out some of them are not out and obviously we want to talk about the ones that are not out but we got to have permission to do that So, you know, we're playing more than we can talk about tonight, and we kind of have an idea what we're going to do. I can tell you we're going to talk about Among Us. We played that yesterday. Uh, Super cool. We're going to be talking about that tonight. And um, we've got other stuff, and I don't want to say specifically yet until we have it set in stone. But it should be a good one tonight. I've been playing lots of games and have a lot to say about them
0: nice i am very curious about among us i was considering picking that up over on uh, over on the quest uh because uh, as we know it will be a psvr2 title uh but it's also a game that i feel like is just going to be one of those that pick up and play uh, get a group of people together and i feel like it's going to probably stick around for a good long time uh even once we're deep into the generation uh, real it's quick one of those uh, i'm sorry no, I'm sorry no. it's
1: one of those that uh it's as good as as your friends and we have awesome friends right yeah so it makes it cool.
0: Yeah, we learned, I think we learned. all learned that with Werewolves Within. Um, if you're playing with friends, it's a million times better. If you're playing with randos, it's hit or miss. Um, we got Serial Killer, the Stash and the Flash Game Cat. We're here with the $5 tip in the chest. Says, Don't forget the Game Cat's Movember team is giving a physical copy of To the Top to three lucky donators uh, worldwide can join Movember PSVR Challenge. Guys, listen, if you're not aware, uh, we're trying to push the, uh, the Movember support this month. Uh, basically, I just click the, either of the links in the description below. Uh, there's one for the U.S. and there's one for everywhere else. And uh, it's, it's your way to join our GameCat team to uh, show your support, to donate to uh, men's health awareness and suicide prevention. And that is being led by our good friend, serial killer, the Sash and the Flash GameCat. Uh, so join the team uh, and in in give a little positivity, uh, into the world this month. Uh, also while we're on the topic of tips, because, <laughs> because that's how serial killer reminded me to talk about this. Um, I hate, I hate missing tips so much, man. Like missing tips is one of my least favorite things because what happens is, is, you know, somebody donates to the channel. They're like, they want to hear their name usually read and the, in, in their, in their comment read. And, uh, and, and then, and then we talk about whatever it is that they want to talk about. That's the whole idea behind the tips. Uh, you know, for forever we've said if you want to derail the conversation you can tip and and we'll and we'll read your unfortunately we don't always read the tips and i always feel super bad that when we don't uh, so i do want to give a quick shout out to two people that tipped last time uh darwin's eyeball with the canadian two dollar tip that says we need an aim 2.0 which i kind of agree with wes even if it just ends up being some pvc piping that clips the sense controllers on um do you think we need an actual controller or will, will some just an attachment thing like that do <sighs>
1: You know, it's interesting. I've tried gun stocks, and it's not nearly as seamless as the aim controller was. I prefer aim controller over gun stocks that I've tried 10 times out of 10. Now, with that being said, I do think that if we got a gun stock peripheral from Sony, something that's official, something that all of the developers are building their games around, that it might be a little bit better than all of the third-party stuff that I've tried up until now.
0: Agreed. And, but I also think I think there's got to be some kind of concession here that uh, most games are going to be built with two hands in mind, unlike the aim controller where it was like your hands are always going to be on this two-handed weapon. With the PSVR 2 generation, most games are going to be designed with two sense controllers. And so you'll probably be needing one hand free, right? So there's got to be some kind of clip or something, an easy release way to pull one of your hands off of the weapon so that you can grab a grenade and throw it or that you can reload, grab a clip off of your your chest, whatever it is. Um, And so I'm wondering how feasible that is because I feel like ripping a controller off of the, the, the gun stock is one thing clipping it back in like and making it seamless. Yes. That's another thing. So I don't know about that. That's,
1: that's always the thing is, uh, you know, getting it off. You're right. Getting it off is one thing. And that's not always a given. Some, actually a lot of the time these magnets are so strong that, you know, just pulling the controller off of it really just kind of breaks your equilibrium. But you're right. As bad as it is to get the thing off, sometimes it's twice as bad trying to find it and get it back on. Now, Obviously, as is the case with everything, practice makes perfect. The more you get used to it, you know, it gets seamless for people who have the time to put the reps in. Uh, but you know, guys like us, we're, we're playing this game and then we're on to the next one. We don't have time to put a hundred hours into a game yeah. just to get good at, at a, a, a a janky uh, peripheral. So I would, I would prefer, I mean, if I have my choice, I'd prefer aim 2.0. But, uh, again, I feel like if it does end up being a gun stock, it's probably going to be the best one we've ever tried.
0: Yeah. Oh, very likely. Uh, The other tip we missed was from Genetic Blasphemy, uh, and and he was actually reminding me to read a tip that I didn't read, so it was, you know, these things just start piling up. So thank you, Genetic Blast Me. Thank you, Darwin's Eyeball. Thank you to everybody who tips. Uh, Hopefully you guys know that even if we accidentally don't read your tip, we fucking love you and appreciate you. You guys are the ones keeping the lights on around here, even if they seem to only be illuminating one side of my face at any given time, which is strange. I look older on this side because it's more well lit. This is why we keep it dark around here, Wes. People are like, Brian, why do you look so young? I was like, because I live in the dark. That's why. Uh. Wes, uh, the question on everybody's mind, it has nothing to do with aim controllers or fucking, I mean, even even really anything. It's Wednesday. You're here. Everybody's wondering if you've gotten your email yet. <laughs>
1: well, um, unfortunately, no. I'm still waiting on my email invitation. But I'm coming to terms with it, Brian. I'm, I'm starting to... Um, I'm starting to get to grips with the fact that maybe I won't get an invite and that's okay. I mean, it was tough for a few days, but I'm, I'm doing really good now. Like I'm only checking my email like 30 or 40 times a day each. And, uh, yeah, we're we're way better than we were a week ago. I can say that.
0: Okay. Yeah. The, the, the big thing I think people need to remember, uh, is that, uh, if you didn't get your email, if Sony really does have 2 million units for launch, right? First of all, I think they're going to find out real fast that they need more than that. Second of all, I think only a very small number of those 2 million are being held by Sony Direct. They've got to make sure they don't ruin relationships with their retail partners. They've got Walmart, they've got Target, they've got Best Buy, they've got all they've got GameStop, right? And there's so many different locations and, of course, the online sites that they need to make sure that those retailers have those units to sell uh, and that they can, you can get them pre ordered there as well. So, uh, so I, that, I think that's why we're seeing such limited numbers. If you saw the poll that I put up over on Twitter, only 20%. I asked, did for those of you who signed up to get the email, how many of you got the pre-order email from Sony? And only 20% of the people that we polled got the email. 20%, Wes. That's a really small number. You'd figure it would be closer to half or 60 or 70% because we're talking about the hardcore PSVR1 fan base right now. So... Little surprising, but but also it gives me a lot of faith that if you're not getting one from Sony, if you didn't get the email, that there's going to be a, a multitude of different ways to be able to get one.
1: You, you know what I think bothers me? What what really bothers me about it? It's not. I don't think it's that I haven't gotten my invite because you know I know there are going to be other opportunities. I'm going to have one of these on launch. I think what bothers me about it is I didn't go as soon as it said go register. I didn't just go straight and register. And, And you're reading people online saying, I clicked register. I got my email within five minutes. And if I had done that, then I would have likely gotten an invite, but I didn't. So I'm just, I'm kind of disappointed in myself taking for granted that i had already done everything that I needed to do when obviously I hadn't.
0: Primal Sage with the 45 Donkey Kong countries says, apart from Gran Turismo 7, which first-party game is the most likely at launch, in your opinion? Uh, new IP from Studio X would also be a valued, uh, valid answer. Love you guys. Man, that's too bad he uh, removed, took Gran Turismo 7 off the table, because I feel like that's a no-brainer.
1: Okay, so uh, let, let me make sure I'm getting the, the gist of the question correct. Yeah. Uh, so we're in this world, we're getting another first-party launch title. Why do we think it is, and it can't be GT7? Yeah. Right? Is that- I I, ho- uh, I hope
0: I hope you read that correctly because I was copying and pasting something else while you were talking
1: okay yeah, yeah. I, I think that I think I've got the the gist of the question here yeah. uh you know most people would would say astrobot I don't I don't think Astrobot's going to be a launch title uh, I think there's one coming I don't think it's going to be uh, a VR only title I think it's going to be a hybrid no, seven.
0: Uh, what are the first party games do you think we could potentially see uh from Sony themselves on PSvr2
1: uh, I, I like the I like the wipeout idea I, I think uh, we've heard Rumors that that one's in development uh, We can only assume that it's Going to be a VR supported title Probably a hybrid just like We spoke about with AstroBot. Hopefully they heard that part of it um, also, I also Keep hearing these rumors about Fire Sprite possibly Working on uh, On like a twisted metal game that That would sell some Headsets for sure. Uh, so I don't know, man. What do you think?
0: It's, I mean, yeah, it's really, really tough to say. Uh, you know, ignoring things like the potential of, you know, a PSVR 2 version of blank, right? Because we could say the persistence and the persistence be like, well, that's logical, right? First party on studio, whatever. It's like, now, now you have two hands in that game. Great. Um, the big question, I think the big question is like, what new games would we see? And, um, and dude, I mean, I can't, I can't shake. I can't shake the thought of The Last of Us. Right, The Last of Us to me is one of those games that is so much about stealth and so much about um, just about kind of patience in listening and you know using your visual cues and your audio cues and I think all of those would be amplified so much in VR to the point where playing The Last of Us part one again for the first time in vr would very much feel like the first time uh playing that game uh and so where i w- where i was in the camp of i don't need another remaster you know no offense to people who wanted it or enjoyed it or loved the upgrades it's just i had already played it twice the only way i'm going to play this game a third time <laughs> is in vr and that would really to me finally say this is the reason we just charged you 70 for this game that you already own twice brian uh this makes the most sense to me. This isn't the kind. Of, this isn't the kind of game. You're not swinging on vines. You're not. Uh, you're not using jetpacks. You're not doing crazy things. You are a human being in a very human world, uh, fighting inhuman monsters. <laughs> but like, you're not doing crazy things. Uh, you're not even like driving cars in that game or anything like that. You are like pretty much on your feet or swimming the entire time.
1: I just I love the world. I just love being in that world. You know, post-apocalyptic yes. scenarios are some of my favorite in games, and it, and, it, and it's just. The aesthetic of it—the the rundown buildings, the overgrown architecture, uh, the giraffes that you sometimes run into—it's uh, yes. awesome. I would love to be in that world.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm happy you mentioned the giraffes. That sense of scale alone it would cannot be conveyed on a flat screen the way it can in VR. And it, it was a beautiful sight in in the flat screen game, but seeing that them towering over you—you could—I I can't even think of anything that would compare to that. It'd be amazing uh sick ranch has sick ranch says, <laughs> i found the last of us too linear another great reason it would be a great vr game <laughs> um we have also got a hasib mirza in the chat with the five dollar tip uh basically throwing shade at me saying that's easy to say when you have an email brian i feel your pain Wes. solidarity um that is yeah. easy to say when i have an email hasib uh, and i do apologize if i'm minimizing your pain that is not my intention i love you very much old Darth, a cat nipping game cat with the Canadian $2 tips says PSVR two can be played with a cable slash console behind us. (laughs) These these are the revelations. Um, you no longer have to face anything, do you? It's good stuff.
1: Yeah. I I hear, I see people actually coming around on the cable now, man. Like not, not a lot, but people it's weird, man, because before a lot of, a lot of these guys were like, I I would never buy it. Now, you know, the, the thing's been announced. Everybody got their little bitching out about the five fifty <laughs> price tag, and now I'm starting to people say, you know what? I think I'm going to buy it. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to get it, and uh, and some of them are like, man, I haven't had, I haven't played tethered VR in three years, so it's uh, it's going to be an interesting experiment to see how it goes over when it does get here.
0: Yeah, well, for all those people who who either don't like the idea of tethered vr or haven't played one in a while i mean i definitely recommend getting a pulley system i think the company is kiwi design or vr kiwi uh, one of those makes uh, cave digger the other one makes pulleys i can't remember which is which um, but the pulley system you just you know screw a couple things into your ceiling it literally takes five minutes and you will now have Uh, a cable free existence it is up and out of the way you will never once hit that cable on accident and uh, it is definitely something i'm going to be doing this gen west because too often last gen um you know i'm playing beat saber and yeah and then i I accidentally throw one of my sabers up and i get caught in the cable and it throws my rhythm off and i'm like get that out of the way you know so you know i i'm I'm with everybody the cable the cable can be a hindrance sometimes but it but there's actually very easy ways to get it out of the way uh, and i highly recommend doing that
1: him. yeah I, ne- I never had much of a problem with it at all but you know admittedly i play a lot of seated vr i don't stand up a lot so
0: i stand up a lot stand up a lot i'm no longer the gamer i once was <sighs> zombie's got a great suggestion in the chat he says he's just incorporated it into a sex swing problem solved i mean if you're not using it for anything else zombie totally understand Pietrek f with the 12 plantain says uh gaming bolt in video today said PSVR two is Vita again. Well, we know what other sites we're not reading gaming. Both will add it to the did, list.
1: Did you know, uh, Brian, that the uh, release date is the exact same release date as the Vita? Uh,
0: did you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I did actually know that. I heard somebody mention that the other day, and uh, good. It, it'll be nice to it'll be nice to remove that curse, right? Be like, hey, this is this is something that didn't go well, it's as on well. My end the dogs that we said
1: yeah yeah, yeah my dog is making noise
0: no yeah. okay do we need to do we need to bring it on camera do we need to get it involved in the show i don't want your dog uh, to feel probably neglected.
1: not see, see here's the thing if i open the door and let him in he's going to walk over there <laughs> for about five seconds and then he's going to walk back to the door and start barking again because that's what he does he doesn't want to come in he just wants the door to be open yeah so understandable
0: yeah yeah they just want to be acknowledged, Wes. That's all.
1: Hey, uh, plenty of
0: in there. <laughs> did you see? Did you see that we got an announcement of a new PSVR one game uh, that's actually coming out next week, Wes? Did you see this today?
1: I did, and I, I was quite present pleasantly surprised to see one of my favorite people being involved in this project. It's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: uh, this game is called Dropship Commander, and uh, you know what? Here's, here's the trailer but you guys I think I've already seen the trailer if you've watched my breaking news report uh, so're in a second here we're gonna switch over to full screen and uh, and then we're gonna watch some some exclusive gameplay that has yet to be revealed uh, did you did you finish your thought I'm sorry did you finish did you say who it was?
1: Oh uh, no, I mean I, I think are you going to show the trailer or are you showing something else? I'm just,
0: I mean I'm showing the trailer just while we're talking here. We can we can switch over to gameplay in a second.
1: Yeah, no, Creeper Betty, Creeper Betty. Subsequently, one of the people who uh I've been playing a lot of VR with lately, or at least some, we we played she was one of the uh, Among Us people last night, by the way. Uh I love Betty. She's a beautiful person and uh I th- I think that uh I'm going to be smiling quite a bit playing this game. Because it's Betty talking to
0: it. Yeah, <laughs> I think so too. Uh, yeah, if you don't know Creeper Betty, she's been a part of the GameCat community for an extremely long time, part of the overall VR community, yeah, just as long or longer. And um, uh, and then and she actually works at Cluj Interactive, uh, with the Synth Riders team now. Um, that was a fairly recent development, I think, over the past like two or three months. Um, and uh, yeah, so she'll be doing the voiceover for this, and she's prominently featured in this trailer, which. You know what I say? Let's let's fucking, uh, let's just fucking play the whole gameplay thing. I got it's only, it's not to, it's not super long, um, but you do get to hear her voice in it, which is really nice. Uh, and I swear it's here, somewhere. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. This <laughs> is it. Let me just find it. There we go. Or one, one of these days I'll get organized Wes, and. Uh... Oh,
1: we oh, yep. will. We'll get you a new hard drive for Christmas. I think that's what you need.
0: Yeah, you think that's it? Yeah. Uh, interesting. <laughs> How's t- I hope everyone's having a nice day out there. I'm just taking my time. Usually, we try, I try to be as quick and professional about this as possible, but we are just crashed for 10 minutes, so I mean, like, <laughs> you know? Did we
1: get the uh, the, the, the Primal Sage? Um
0: Here we go. Yep, Yep,
1: we could do that right now.
0: Hold on. We'll get get his tip right after this. I, I got it up and running. Sure. Okay.
1: Astronaut rescued. Great job. to do that again. Well, at least the pieces are getting bigger. You might just have a career
0: here yet. There we go. Uh, So Dropship Commander comes out next week. Uh, Creeper Betty, I talked to Reggie, actually, the developer of the game over at Strange Games. I talked to him this morning, uh, and he said he was very careful to make sure that Creeper Betty would not be that annoying voice in your ear constantly, being like, you know, where did you learn to drive? Where did you learn to drive? Where (laughs) Where did you learn to drive? So, uh, so what right. it, well, it sounds like she'll be, uh, you know, just, just there to congratulate you or to, to kick you a little bit when you're down, but very cool to hear her voice. I, he, he teased it a little bit, uh, to me, Wes, and, uh, and said somebody that I would be familiar with. And immediately when I thought of miles, I was like, did you, did you get miles to do voiceovers in your game? Uh, and so when I saw creeper Betty's name on the letters on the screen, uh, I was overwhelmed, man. I, I thought that was fantastic.
1: I agree. Uh, I, I, uh, I want to shout out, uh, Reggie, a true friend to the PSVR community to the end, man. How about this guy still doing PSVR 1 games?
0: Yeah. And, and especially uh, since there have been plenty of developers who went to make PSVR 1 games and Sony says, don't bother. Like, just make it for PSVR 2. Literally saying, it's time to abandon ship, everybody. Let's move on. Right. And the fact that the fact that Reggie's still out there and he's like, Yeah, we're doing this for PSVR one. And it will be crossed by for PS five, um, assumingly like PSVR two. Uh so one of the many games that'll have that free upgrade and, and going for only eight dollars. Um, I do I do love these kind of smaller experiences. I, I'm sure if you play it from start to finish it won't feel terribly small, but you know, the smaller arcade type games. Uh it's it's kinda nice to have these. I was a big fan of Starberry Taxi back when that came out. Uh simple but fun and actually a Fairly similar um, gameplay loop, landing and doing the.
1: Thing. Yeah, it, it's just um, it's just another example of like uh, age-old classic gameplay concepts being modernized for VR. And you know, obviously, um, it, 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 it. I don't want to. I, I have a hard time saying coming up with words to say what I want to say without trying to diminish what what the game is. Uh, it, it's a simple concept. Uh, I think that what what it's going to get from VR is going to be most, mostly mostly, um, you know, visual. You, you know, I th- I think that um, the environments are. You see something like this, and people go, "Why VR? Why do I need to play a game like this in VR?" Yeah. I think the the environments and the sound. Uh, are are going to be what makes it worthwhile, and and for just eight bucks, I mean, come on, bro. Yeah,
0: people in the chat are talking about solar jetman, which uh, makes me kind of uh curious uh if, if you guys don't know uh, you can join our discord with the link in the description and you can leave your viewer takeover questions there like i said you can always tip during the show or ask questions during the show and we'll do our best to incorporate everybody as much as possible but the best way to get your questions on the show is for us to know what they are ahead of time leave them over in the viewer takeover channel just like Orseek the game cat did um or seek the dreaming game cat i misspoke says hashtag viewer takeover. We now have a handful of old arcade games ported to VR. What other classic arcade games would you play in VR, Wes?
1: Um, Polybius? No, oh, wait a minute. I already have that one. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm a, I'm a special case when it comes to VR because I'll literally play anything. Like, if it's in VR, I love VR, and I'm one of these people. A lot of people these days will tell you. That it's not enough to put a game in VR. I'm not one of these people. Mm. Put, put any game in VR and I'm going to play it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, shit, I'll play Frogger in VR. Anything.
0: That works. Uh, I don't know if anybody remembers this. Uh, I, th- I think we've talked about it before on the show. But one of my favorite games from back in uh, this era, I think kind of like the Lunar Land era, would be Montezuma's Revenge. Uh, and, I, and I'm not even sitting here to try to figure out how it would work in VR, right? Because it was a side-scrolling platformer type thing. Collect keys, open doors, avoid enemies, whatever. Uh, very, very simple, uh, one screen at a time, no scrolling uh, type adventure. I love that thing on uh, like Master System. And I, the NES just got a version the last year for some reason. Um I don't know if I would just want to play that from the side view perspective or if I actually want to get in there and like play the exact game and just play it in first person. I have no idea, but but that's my answer to uh, to Orseek's question. Montezuma's Revenge, very good stuff. Same way as Spelunky uh, or Spelunker back in the day. Um, I'd I love to play that in VR too. A uh, couple tips in the chat. We will finally now get to Primal Sage's Donkey Kong Country 17. Donkey Kong Country tip um he says the reset error pulse says seven percent will not buy psvr2 due to cable Wes, i feel like seven percent is actually a really low number
1: yeah that seems a little lower than uh, i was expecting honestly um well, that's cool man I, I guess uh a lot of people in in that community excited for psvr2
0: yeah yeah seven i mean i i feel like when it, i feel like you when it was first announced two years ago, or almost two years ago, uh, the number this number would have been much much higher. Um, but here we are. We're we're getting closer to launch. We're we're finding out that almost nothing compares to what it's going to offer. Uh, and so you say at this point you have to say, is it worth the price? Can I deal with the cable, or do I really want to wait for? Uh, do I want to upgrade my PC, or or wait for you know Oculus to bring out something that that's comparable? And and I think for a lot of people this is this is the easy way. Uh, to get into vr um especially high-end vr for as cheap as possible yeah um josh cat with the five dollar tips says much love to reggie strange he always delivers fun games at a reasonable price bonus is getting to hear creeper betty support indie vr studios Agreed, josh you're here and i'll let you know if it sucks when i do my good review good call shapeshifter
1: week shapeshifter the amorphous game cat says the legend of zelda nes looks brilliant in vr did you see the uh the doom mod last week with the uh the original legend of zelda
0: i did i saw john riggs playing it Uh, i don't i don't know if he was the only video out there but he was the one that i watched i love john riggs if you love if you like retro stuff and you also like vr stuff john riggs is kind of the perfect dude because he's into retro and vr and uh and so when the legend of zelda the doom mod came out to vr he uh he was the perfect person to watch play that, and it looked great, man. I thought I, I thought it looked like a lot of fun.
1: Uh, he was the first person I messaged as soon as I saw it. I was I live in messaging, and it was just like the, the whole message was, dude, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, yeah, it was super exciting. He played all the way through it, dude, and, and you know that's a lot of game, especially if you're in first person perspective and you can't exactly judge which bush you have to burn or which rock you have to push. You have to try to remember this and work it all out in first person. Uh, I got to imagine that he played that game a lot this week to get through the whole thing. Like think about the the last labyrinth level nine, how huge
0: Mm -hmm. that
1: thing is. Now try to think about trying to navigate that from first person.
0: Uh, Yeah, man, I dude, I didn't, as someone who didn't have an NES when everyone else had an NES, Right, all my friends had one. I and my and my parents were like, uh, "We have a Commodore 64, and that's what you're gonna play." Fucking deal. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." Um, so I only get to play Legend of Zelda at my friend's house. I didn't actually get to play it for myself, and not like, actually try to complete it for myself. I don't think I had my own NES till I was like 16, something like that. Back when you could get everything dirt cheap, get the system for like 20 bucks. My local comic book store, which is also a video game store, um, any NES game you could think of was on that wall for three dollars. I mean, the number of times Little Samson probably went through that place for three dollars, or Panic Restaurant for three dollars. Um, but man, I just buy, coming home with stacks of games, right? And so that's when I got into Zelda, and actually, and actually, got to play it for myself for the first time, and not just like my friend going, "Here, you you want to try?" And I go, "Okay." Die.
1: I'd say more than any other game, uh, that original Legend of Zelda game was probably the 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 one single spark to my love of video games that persist to this day. Uh, I got um, my NES when I was, I think it was for my seventh birthday. And uh, man, uh, I mean, obviously I had an Atari before that and I was playing Pac-Man and all that stuff. Uh, Mario, obviously a big change when we got side-scrolling platformers. But it was Zelda with the exploration and the secrets and the magic. That's what really hooked me and said, "Man, I love this! All I want to ever do is play games for the rest of my life now," uh, and I'm still doing it.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Zelda was essentially our first open world game. Um, probably not when you look at like PC games like Ultima or whatever. I'm sure there's something that predates it, but for you know, as far as mainstream gamers are concerned, sirens on my end, uh, open world, and just it kind of pushes you out there and says, "Fucking go to it." Uh, and I love that, man. Still to this day, when I the first time I walked out of the vault in uh, in Fallout 3, and I was just like, which way do I go? And the game's like, Does, whatever. And I'm like, oh, that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, used to have to buy, you used to have to buy map books and stuff to play these games because uh, obviously there was no internet at the time. There was Nintendo Power Magazines and things like this. Uh, but a big open world like that with so many secrets and some of the labyrinths that you have to be are, are hidden and, I mean, just manually searching a map like that, trying to find this stuff, it takes forever. And I guess, as children, we had that kind of time and patience, right? We'd go burning. You know what was the worst? is burning these bushes with the blue candle. And, like, you can only use it once per screen. So you'd have to scroll off the screen, come back, burn one more bush. Off the screen, come back, one more bush. And we did it. We did it.
0: Yep. We were patient, man. Like Again, as kids, we had, like, one game for... Right. six months right you, you certainly weren't just getting to buy like a new game every single week and so having to go off screen and do that and take and, and spend hours and hours and hours sometimes not making any progress whatsoever uh that was just that was just part of it back then um the chat is very interesting analyst uh, ryan uh reminds me that adventure on atari was more likely our first open world console game uh, yeah good point man cooney is asking if i still have the red tie it's around here somewhere man Around here somewhere, but uh, and, until until other people actually show up in my apartment to film face to face with me, probably not going to see the tie. I'm not getting dressed up for anybody. You you, you, you guys have already seen this, what I look like. I can't get dressed up anymore. Uh, the illusion is shattered, Wes. Uh, so listen, uh, we've seen from a lot of developers, and and it seems like like it's more every day that are sort of coming out of the closet and saying, uh, hey, we know you're buying a PSVR 2, we know you own our game on PSVR 1, we're gonna give you a free upgrade with some enhancements, right? 4K visuals or adaptive triggers, they're gonna update it with rumble in the headset, whatever it is. Uh, Today was the first time we saw somebody officially buck the trend and say, hey, our game's on PSVR 1, but we're not giving you a free upgrade, here's what we've got in store for you. Uh, and that was the team over at Truen Pixel, the very, very small team at Truen Pixel, with their game Two MDVR Football. Uh, can you explain the situation here, West, for us while I bring up a new trailer? Finally,
1: yeah. So, Two MDVR Football is a very interesting title because it's a title that's on every major VR platform, but the, none of the no, none of the versions of this game are ports. Each each platform has its own individual kind of version of the game. And uh the PSVR version, one of the older versions of the game. And the game has gone on since then to, to get more updates and uh and more features, a lot more, to be quite honest. It's a, it's a much more rich and fulfilling game now for for football fans out there. Um so I, I think we're gonna get that version of the game now on PSVR two. But with new features, even still, so it's going to be yet another version of the game that that, that will, at that time, be the most feature-rich version. And uh, no, while that won't be a free up upgrade, um, they're going to do something that we've been calling for for a long time on the Oculus Store. Uh, you know, it's not just a question of making it free or making people pay full price. There's an in-between. There's a middle ground. You can give discounts. And that's what they're going to do here. They're going to make it very inexpensive for those who bought the original game to uh, to get the PSVR two version.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, on my breaking news report today, M was making it sound like this isn't going to be a ten or fifteen dollar upgrade. This is going to be he referred to it as a cup of coffee, not even a special cup of coffee, just a cup of coffee. So it sounds like it's going to be like four bucks or something like that, you know. Okay. Um, and this will be for the the sequel. Uh, saying that it's it's not really possible for them to, to upgrade the PSVR 1 version to PSVR 2, so they're just going to give us the this full-featured sequel, which, which, as you can see, uh, if anybody out there hasn't played this game since PSVR 1, this is not how the PSVR 1 game looked. Uh, the PSVR 1 game looked like a bunch of toy figures all out on the field with you that didn't animate, right? They just moved around and like kind of knocked each other over, and it, and it had a cute aesthetic, right? Um, but it wasn't... Certainly wasn't this. These are actual players that have actual animations, tackling animations, falling over properly um, to the point where I'm, I'm actually thinking this looks far better than the NFL pro era game that we just got, um, especially knowing full well that these guys know how throwing mechanics are supposed to feel in a VR game. I couldn't throw the ball in pro era if my life depended on it It was like one out of every three uh, passes I tried to make would just fall straight to the ground. So I have a lot of, uh, I mean, I'm assuming, you know, it could be moves. It could be moves. It could be me. But the fact is I never had that problem in, uh, 2MDVR football. The passing always felt spot on. Uh, so I trust these guys when it comes to making, uh, a new, a new football game and knowing full well that they, you know, that they're, they could take this huge loss they're taking this huge loss because they don't have to, right? They're not bringing the original game over. They are bring the sequel over and they could absolutely charge full price for the, for the sequel. They don't, they did absolutely not have to do this and to, for them to do this as like kind of an in-between measure, as you, as you just pointed out is, I think really, I mean, just, it's interesting, just interesting. a fucking man, nice move. Th-
1: think about who their market is. Obviously th- th- we're, we're, we're going to get NFL games now. Mm-hmm. Um, so who are they going to sell this game to? I mean, it's a fun football game uh, and, and in many ways superior to the gameplay in the NFL pro era game. Um, but at the end of the day, people are going to buy buy by the other game to, just so that they can play as their team. So it's a, it's interesting that they're coming back to this. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, they're even doing like a full engine upgrade on it from from the original version. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a great game. But I find it interesting. I think, I think, I hope, I hope that this is just their resume going forward. Hopefully, they get the next contract to make the next NFL game. It would <laughs> make a whole lot of sense.
0: Yeah. What? Uh, I, there, there aren't too many other games in this situation that I would be happy to hear uh, this type of news from. Uh, what I mean by that is, you know, if Blood and Truth Two came out. I wouldn't want Sony London being like, Hey, if you bought the first one, well, sorry, we're not porting that one over. We're not giving, we're not giving you a PSPR one upgrade to that, but we'll give you 10 bucks off of, of Blood and Truth 2 if you bought Blood and Truth. I'm like, I don't like, no, no, bring us, I want the port of the first game, right? And so there's not too many examples where this makes sense to me, but one of them where it does make sense, Wes, and I don't know if I'm just topic jumping too quickly here, but I feel like everybody's golf needs this treatment because everybody's golf VR was a great First step into vr but it didn't have multiplayer it didn't have enough courses the caddy the caddies were terrible right it just needed an option to turn those off and and it, i mean and let's just go back to the first thing i said multiplayer right i play walkabout mini golf so much not because it's the greatest golf game ever made but because i get to hang out with my friends and, and you know putt's pretty cool i guess um so i would love if we got an everybody's golf vr 2 and sony said for anybody who bought the first game you get, you know, 30% off of everybody's Golf 2. Don't worry, you're not missing out. It has all the features and all of the caddies and all the courses and everything from the first game, but we blew it up, and now it includes all this extra stuff too, uh, so you're not losing anything. Uh, and, and so, But we wanted to bring you a new game that took full advantage of PSVR 2. It's one of the very few other games I would like to see this happen for.
1: Well, I mean, that would be great. Um, obviously, with it being a first-party title... Um, you'd like to see something like that? That was a full price game, wasn't it, when it launched? Uh, everybody's golf. Yeah, I want to say thirty dollars. That was. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it was. I was thinking it cost them more than that. Um. So yeah, I, I, yeah, that would be cool. I guess I I, I wouldn't expect it. No. To be quite honest, no. it, it would have made a lot more sense with a, if it were like a fifty dollars game, like I was thinking. But you know, thirty dollars game, they're probably not going to put that kind of time into it. Now they might do the sequel. Actually, it's probably pretty likely that they will do a sequel at some point. And hopefully, it does have all these features that you'd like to see in it. Uh, but I, I think they'll make people pay for it for sure, especially today's Sony, which obviously <laughs> making us pay for every little fucking thing. Right.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, and honestly, if, if I get everybody's Golf VR 2, which is, uh, that's all I really want. You know, even if they charge me more for it, they charge me 50 bucks and it has all the features I'm looking for. That's totally fine. It's totally fine. I just want it. Right. And this is, and this is sort of you know, the mantra of PSVR 2 in general, Wes, right? Is like, we want AAA games. Yes, we all have to pay for them. We want an amazing headset. Yes, it turns out we're going to have to pay for that. This is, this is the PSVR 2 generation. Shit's getting more expensive. We're getting better quality things and it's going to cost more money. Uh, and that means we're all going to be a lot broker. More broke,
1: yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe Brian, maybe they do it. Maybe they call it a, a free ESVR2 upgrade and they'll call it everybody's golf 2, Uh, but it, instead of like the number two, it'll be like TOO, like everybody's got this is everybody's golf too. I actually so
0: really like that, and because TOO implies other people. More and so it makes sense for the multiplayer. For it. This is perfect, Wes. Why don't you join uh clap hands marketing team and get on that? Like now,
1: I'm sending my resume in tomorrow.
0: Super cool video, bro. With the two dollars says, uh, upgrades, sure, but I don't see sequels discounted. Well, but this is the one we're talking about right now. The game that's playing right below us is a sequel, and it's yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, I guess technically a sequel, it was sold as a separate game. I don't know, regardless. Very, very cool. More developers kind of talking about their PSVR 2 plans, and that just means the more PSVR 2 games that there are uh, and the more games that are making their way over from PSVR 1, the better, right? Just to kind of, again, use the word that we keep using over on Discord, bolster the PSVR 2 library to the point where it's very, very hard to complain about the lineup.
1: And we've got about 70 confirmed titles now, don't we? Something like that
0: yeah i mean dude and just uh just recently we we found out that uh no man's sky would be getting a free upgrade not that we didn't expect it right i don't think i don't think you or i or anyone out there was like oh yeah they're gonna charge for that psvr2 patch on no man's sky considering that they've been delivering uh upgrades and patches and everything for since launch for free they've never charged for a single one of them uh and so but again just really really good to hear
1: Last year when we did our uh, our, our year-end award show, we changed the title of our uh, best ongoing support for a VR game. The title of that award is the Hello Games Award. Because ha- has there ever been an- another studio that has supported
0: a game better? All right, and we crashed again, but West was mid-sentence, so let's try to figure out where we <laughs> left off.
1: Are we back or are we crashed again? No, we're
0: back. We're back. I thought you were telling
1: me that we crashed again. I was like, "What? Not really? Wow!" Yeah. All right, so we're back. Uh, so what we were talking we were talking about uh, No Man's Sky free upgrade. No, I was just I, I was just sharing an anecdote about uh, Hello Games and our uh, our year end awards show last year. We changed the title of our award for the best ongoing support of a game. To the hello games award because in our opinion there has never been another studio that has supported a game better post launch than hello games has with no man's sky it's amazing that they're still doing anything with this game all these years later
0: yeah and especially because there was definitely some uh negative backlash at launch uh it, it i could have easily seen It was
1: a meme this game was a meme when it launched dude it was so terrible
0: yeah, I could have easily seen, I mean, because Sony backed this project uh, early on, and, uh, and and Hello Games was really small. Prior to uh, No Man's Sky, they were making uh, Joe Danger games, which, I mean, really, really adorable, small motorcycle trick games. It wasn't wasn't anything crazy. Um so I could, I could totally see how this could have gone horribly wrong for them. And it kind of seemed like it was going to go horribly wrong for that first year. Uh, but it has been one of the best success stories ever in video game history. Um, so
1: It's kind of crazy that they got all this criticism for uh, being too ambitious and for describing a game that they could never make, which was true. At the time, the game they were describing really wasn't possible, but... The game they were describing is the game that we have today. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty incredible uh, persistence
0: from from that team. So the, the announcement that we got um, from Hello Games, uh, y- and you can see it for yourself. Uh, you know what? I was going to say you can see it for yourself if you turn on your PlayStation. But, oh, Jesus, you can see it really big if you look at your screen right now. Let me try to size that down to make it readable. There it is, uh, No Man's Sky incoming free PSVR2 update. The power of the PlayStation Five, coupled with the all-new PlayStation VR2 hardware, including the new Sense controllers, combined take together. I can't read to take the sense of immersion and believability up another level. Feel no nope, free to existing users coming February 2022. Makes it sound like to me launch launch day launch window. Um good stuff man it's good stuff and just again bolter bolsters that launch lineup uh, a lot of psvr one titles making their way over for launch uh, a lot of quest and PC VR for, ports making their way over to launch and of course a lot, some original titles as well um, games that we've never seen before
1: it'll be nice to have something to to, to do when we take a break right like we're, we're going to play village for like six solid hours and we're like do we really want to play through the whole thing in one sitting we should probably stop for a minute right yeah but i don't want to stop playing vr well, let's just hop over to No Man's Sky for a little while and see how that is.
0: Yeah. All right. Free. No. It's free. It's free. And, and, and the fact that it worked and looked so good uh, on PSVR 1 as it was, I'm very curious to see what the improvement is like, right? Because, I mean, I'm sure the interactions are going to be fairly similar, but, you know, there's plenty of things. Like, there's, there's a whole world where there's sandworms, like tremors, right? And I can only imagine that that's going to activate the uh, the vibration in the headset and just kind of add to the feeling that like the ground you're standing on isn't even stable that that kind of stuff to me is what i'm looking forward to not to mention the super crisp 4k visuals it's gonna be pretty damn cool
1: i think the haptics are going to be a big deal in this headset man the, just the way they work together and the kind of tactile feel that that everything's going to have now H- haptics are very very effective uh, in vr
0: yeah absolutely anything that anything that helps with immersion um that's why that's why as cool as i thought the adaptive triggers were on the dual sense you i'm still like i can see my hands and i can see that i'm holding a controller and i can see that you know the, my character on the screen i can feel what they're doing but when it's actually something when it's a gun that i'm looking out and seeing in my own hand and the, and then the trigger jams or something like that and that's going to be a completely different experience that's why that's that's what the technology in the dual sense is really for i think for, for vr um it's more of a prototype for psvr2 than it was for anything else Um, Mancooning Gamecast says I can't wait for Brian's full live stream of the Resident Evil Village. Yeah, man, me neither. Me neither. I, 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 everyone has said that Village isn't nearly as scary as Seven. Um, but I do feel like with the, oh,
1: (laughs) it's a different game than Seven. It's a different vibe. There's plenty of scary in it, especially like the first chapter is just fucking terrifying. (laughs) It's 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 intense. That. So don't, don't 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 let me short sell it. Uh, when I say that there's some weirdness in the game, that's later, man. There's plenty of scary stuff in this game.
0: That's really good to hear, uh, because yeah, it wasn't just you. It was everybody. Everybody was like, oh, it's definitely not scary, especially compared to seven. Um, but again, that's you know people were playing it on the flat screen. they weren't playing it in VR, and they were comparing it to seven, which is like one of the scariest things I've ever experienced in my life.
1: It's a different It's a different feel. It's a different kind of scare than than seven for sure. Uh, but it's still very scary.
0: Nice. Well, I, I love being scared more than anything else in the world, and, uh, and I've grown to love sharing um, my embarrassing screams and, uh, and cold sweats with the rest of you guys. So, uh, yeah, i, I, I got to make sure that that gets captured in some way or another um, or, or stream it live. It'll be fun. Uh,
1: the, uh, for those of you who are interested, uh, I think GameStop, uh, is doing a, a pre Black Friday sale maybe this week, and uh, peripherals such as the HD camera and the uh, the the Pulse 3D headset. Uh, this stuff up to a third off, I think. So if you're going to buy this stuff anyway, might be the time to pick it up.
0: <laughs> Definitely, yeah. So I'm just reading through the chat. <sighs> All right. Uh, so speaking of Resident Evil Village, uh, Wes, it, it seems to me, and, and this is this is what I kind of tossed at you as a suggestion for today's topic. Um, it seems to me there's a lot of confusion out there about the PSVR2 launch lineup. And, that this, and this doesn't just come from the comments on my my YouTube channel or your YouTube channel. It seems like it's coming from all directions uh, to the fact that now, and, and please, don't anybody, everybody takes this with a grain of salt because I haven't had a chance to watch anybody's PSVR 2 coverage yet. Um, but I do know that, uh, there are some bigger, more reputable websites out there that are talking about the PSVR 2 launch as if they know what the launch lineup is. And then they're rating it and saying, this thing isn't, t- you know, the, the headset is worth the money, but then the launch lineup maybe isn't, we don't know what the launch lineup is yet. That's the, like, you can boil this entire episode down to these words right here. Sony hasn't revealed everything yet. We don't know the full launch lineup yet. There are more games to be revealed before launch. I don't know if they're going to do a showcase or a state of play or something before pre-orders go live. But they more is being revealed before launch. That is one thing I can absolutely tell you, one hundred percent. So, right. so we, so since we don't know what that is. We can only sort of speculate right now. Some of the very, very few of these games actually say, hey, we're going to be there for launch. Very few of them. Uh, But we've got a whole list of games that have been announced by Sony themselves. Right. We could we could do a whole separate episode about games that have been announced by the developers themselves and not Sony. Right. I mean, hubris is not on this list to us, but that game is definitely coming to PSVR two next year. So it's very important that we make that distinction right now because we don't want anybody going, well, why aren't you talking about this game or this game or this game? We're only talking about games that have been revealed by Sony because we're trying to sort of narrow down what the launch lineup is. Right. Right. Um, oh, man, we got tips. You that know, it, it's you. interesting because there, there
1: does seem to be a lot of confusion about this, not only from viewers, but, I mean, I'm watching other content creators, some of which are, are very sizable, and they're, they're sitting in, and saying – things that are just not true and, and it's not because they're typically malicious or or, or typically ill informed people are just confused i'm confused like if you asked me yeah. to list off all of the different launch titles nope. that have been confirmed i probably couldn't do that no you know
0: no i mean right now like i couldn't tell you i have they confirmed is this is just me not like maybe doing my due diligence I'm sure somewhere I could find the answer to this question is Resident Evil Village 100% confirmed to be a launch title We we totally assume it would be in common sense would dictate hey this game's been out forever and they want to make a splash with on day 1 Yes of course it is but have they said that
1: <laughs> and now that you're asking me I don't know I've always kind of taken it for granted that it is and and to be honest we we might have read at some point on the blog or whatever that it is right I don't I don't know now you have me second guessing myself <laughs>
0: and and that's the problem was this is this is this is the problem with the way things Sony has done things so far right I, I, they've given us a lot of information they've shown up a lot of games they have uh, they've revealed the launch price tag in the launch date and some pre-order details, but there's so much stuff missing from from not only what they've said, but also in the way that they've done it, it's been so scattered. The information has been coming out since January of la- or February of last year, and then it's up to people like us, Wes, to put all that fucking information together into a co- one comprehensive video so that people can go, wait, what games are going to be there at launch? Wait, how much is this thing going to be? Wait, w- I mean, there's just... And so what they need to do is kind of do it themselves and do a state of play and reveal the launch lineup and, and, and make everything crystal clear, right? Just because it shouldn't be on us. I'm, I'm super happy that I get to do it, right? And that I, that I have a job now <laughs> because Sony's not doing theirs, but two years of information, man, like every, every couple months, I have to kind of put it all together into an everything we know about PSVR 2 video, right? Because, because they're not doing it. And so, when, yeah, pe- when people are confused, and, I understand why. It makes perfect sense why people are confused.
1: And, and we get confused because, I mean, we're constantly trying to do the math, right? Put two and two together to, to come up with four. And there's a lot of things that, you know, we can discern from the clues <laughs> that they've dropped, the breadcrumbs, right? But over time, we just kind of, th- that stuff just goes into our head as confirmed. Like, for example, Resident Evil, Evil Village, we assume that that's going to be a launch title. Right. Because why? Well, well, because Resident Evil 4 is coming, there's going to be some kind of VR support for that. We don't think they're going to launch them together, so one's probably should be ready at launch and the other one come probably in the summertime, right? At least a little bit of a gap like that. So which one would be the one we would get first? Obviously, it would be Village. 2 plus 2 equals 4, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, there'd have to be. There'd have to be a gap. And and we haven't seen anything from... You were talking about 4 and Village, right? Those are the two? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and yeah, we haven't seen anything of 4. They haven't talked about 4 since that initial state of play where they, we got that little messaging, and we haven't seen anything since. So, yeah, Village, obviously. Right. Right. Uh, and so so the only thing we can kind of really do at this point... Uh, I think is to go over to the PlayStation store for confirmation on some of these. Uh, and luckily, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this. Actually, I can just, let me just bring this up and I can do this in front of you guys instead of doing it behind the scenes and then bringing it up. Um, there we go. And we can come over here and now we're all on the PlayStation store together. How nice is this? One big happy family. Uh, and then we're going to scroll to the bottom. Oop, we don't have to scroll to the bottom. It's actually right there, front and center, PlayStation VR 2, which is really nice because uh, you don't often see that. But we're going to go to. I'm going to shop. I'm going to go digital games. And then we're going to scroll all the way down to. Is it just me? <laughs> Where the hell did PSVR 2 go?
1: I don't know. I'm 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 gonna step behind here.
0: You are I'm, step uh... behind. It's not on the screen, Wes. <laughs> it, it was just the last time I did this. It was totally on the screen. What about? Oh, it's just oh, it's just the... off screen. It's just not all coming together. Damn it! I don't I don't know why this. You're going
1: is... to the, the the PC version of the PlayStation Store, right?
0: PC version of the PlayStation Store. That's so weird. It's, 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 actually not coming up on, on this. I thought it was just off the side of the screen, but it's literally just not on this version. Well, that sucks. I, I thought here, here I thought we were doing something good, but no. Okay. So I guess that that's off the table. Back to it. Okay. So, so Wes, let's, let's try to narrow down what we think the launch lineup is. You think that's a good first step?
1: Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I think it would be a healthy exercise for, for certain. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, because I do have the PlayStation Store up here, uh, you know, in a, in a completely separate window from, uh, not from what everybody can see. But, uh, okay. Let's, let's go with Village. Do we think Village is going to be a, a launch title?
1: Absolutely think Village is going to be a launch title. It's one of the very first games that they revealed. It was one of the the games. I mean, we've been hearing about this game being in development for VR. For a long time, like even so much so that, uh, I mean, there for a while we thought this game was going to launch on PS4, PSVR1. So
0: uh,
1: yeah, I absolutely think this will be ready for launch.
0: Okay, and while you were talking about that, I was able to bring this shit up. Um, here's the funny thing, Wes: Resident Evil Village not listed in the PlayStation VR2 section of the store. So even if we went over there, and of course we we understand why. I think is because it's gonna, it's just, it's not a PSVR2 title that's going to get a PSVR2 patch, an upgrade, if we believe everything uh, that that Sony's saying. I don't know, Subtravia, why I didn't click the PSVR two title. title. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't ask questions; that I don't have answers to. Uh, but no, we actually, we got it up now, so that's all good. Um, and so, so, but yeah, I, but again, I, I do believe that this will be a free upgrade for anyone who owns Village, uh, and it'll be there at launch. And I think the 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 obvious other one, the the other one hundred percent. Uh, PSVR2 title is obviously called the mountain that, there's a bundle there's a pack in they've said it now they've said it a few times this will be a launch title and so we're kicking off uh we're kicking off the PSVR2 launch West with with what i mean potentially two AAA a titles
1: right yeah yeah and and typically that's enough right with a, a nice uh you know a nice collection of third party and independent titles built around a a good two or three big AAA titles that that's typically enough at least for you know three or four months and then they can give us our our next you know our, our next one to move on to uh but horizon is a big one man this is kind of an unprecedented step for sony putting one of their uh big first party ips into a game that's exclusively a vr game and not only that, this game, in in many ways, is a demonstration of all the new technology and what is going to be a the first real next gen consumer VR headset. Um, this is a huge title, and I don't. I think people aren't really quite understanding, or or, or maybe where they revealed it so long ago. People are kind of underestimating how uh, profoundly awesome the experience of of the Horizon game is going to be.
0: Do you think, do you think there's also an element of people overreacting, uh, to some of the first impressions that we've heard out there? You know, we know people like Ian Higton from Eurogamer and, uh, BMF and, uh, a bunch of other people out there, who you know, get to go hands on, right. With, uh, with, I, I'm like I'm actually messing up my YouTubers now. I can't remember who did and who didn't play it, but, uh, but we, we saw that day where a bunch of people went hands on, uh, with PSVR 2 and we get their first hand impressions and, Overwhelmingly positive, um but the one thing that we all kind of took from Horizon Call of the Mountain that day was that combat takes place in this circle, right? So you suddenly become kind of locked into this circular arena where you're just kind of strafing left, strafing right, or dodging left, dodging right. And I think immediately people took that to mean this isn't a full fledged Horizon game. This isn't this. This is more of an experience, and and I and I think we're all reading into that just a little bit too much, don't you?
1: Yeah. Well. Um... You know, when people think of Horizon, they think of a very specific gameplay style. Yeah. Um, but I mean, moving this over into first-person VR is going to change the, the the gameplay loop dramatically. This isn't going to feel like you are playing a Horizon game that you've played before. You, you, it's the the world will feel very familiar. The characters obviously are going to be very familiar, but the but what you are doing as you play as you are playing is going to be radically different. Than any other Horizon game before, so uh, yeah, I think I think that there's probably a little bit going on uh, there. I-, I think a lot of I mean, the two that you named, VR Oasis and Eurogamer, those were really the only two VR, VR
0: Oasis, yeah, that's who it was,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, th- those were really the only two people who got to demo it that were actually VR content creators. The rest of them were all flat game, you know, f- flat game outlets. Yeah, so they're they're more likely to be critical of something like that i feel like right than uh than the v r people yeah
0: yeah agreed agreed uh it's just it's it's just funny man I think it's human nature to like latch on to the one negative thing that was said and then blow it out of proportion i did it too. Right. It's like, this is going to, this, yes, it's going to be a much more linear horizon game, but we've heard just how fucking incredible it is. Right. It's like an experience you just can't miss out on. Uh, And even calling an experience sends the wrong message. This is a, this is a, this is a full, I can't say, I can't say full-fledged horizon game because it's not 40, 50, 60 hours. It's not open world, right? Right. But it does seem like a much more full-fledged game than we're used to getting in VR, uh, especially with these production values. Um,
1: you know, it's a bad word, right? This is a tech demo. It, it, it's not just a tech demo. This It's a game, but this is a tech demo, and, and that's a bad word. But you have to consider that if it's a tech demo for the most amazing tech we've ever had in our hands, then it's going to be an amazing experience. And there's that word again, experience, right? Right. Um, it's bad words. These, things, these have been negative things in VR up until this point, but the tech's getting better. And I think that with, with that... The experiences are going to get much better as well. I hope
0: so. I really hope so. Um, moving down a little bit, uh, we get got Saints and Sinners Chapter 2, uh, Retribution, which uh, it seems, I, I have no idea what's happening with this game, uh, Wes. Uh, it seems like we're going to be, uh, w- there's a date for the Quest version? Is that the only one that has an official release date right now? Officially, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we're everyone's been saying, well, what are we going to do with the PSVR 1 version? Are we going to play the PSVR 1 version, uh, or are we going to wait for the PSVR 2 version? And at this point, I mean, it's, you know, we're getting close to mid-November. Uh, if, is Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 Retribution uh, even going to come out for PSVR 1 this year? Um, and, I, and I say without a release date, it's looking less and less likely.
1: Yeah, it's not looking good, man. Honestly, it's not. And uh, you get... You're starting to get into the kind of weird in-between space now where if it doesn't come out this year, why should they push to to launch it in January? Like, why not just do a concurrent release in February? Because nobody's going to play it in January anyway, right? Right. Like, if this thing launches on PSVR1 in January, you're not going to play it, are you?
0: I mean, I will because it'll probably be the only thing I have to do while I wait for PSVR two. There's like not going to be other games coming out in January, Wes. Wait, um, Dropship Commander, bro! Come on. That's true. I, I hope it has the staying power to last a couple more months. Um, but, but yeah, no. I if the the only it's interesting, man, because I know that there's people out there who are not upgrading to PSVR two. That that's a cold hard fact. There's not a lot of people out there, right? Most of the people who who aren't buying PlayStation VR 2 day one, aren't even playing their PSVR 1 anymore, right? They've either stopped playing VR, they're onto the Quest or on the PC, something else. The the core base of PSVR 1 users, and I'm sorry to be the one that have to say this sometimes, is very, very small. That's why Sony's being like, don't even fucking bother making your game for PSVR 1, just put it on PSVR 2, don't waste your time, don't waste your money. Um, and so the only people who are gonna buy this, uh, if it comes out next year on PSVR 1, are the people who are still the hardcore PSVR 1 fan base, who are not upgrading the PSVR two, and I can't. And I, I, dude, that I can't imagine that number is bigger than triple digits. Like yeah. this is a, it's a huge yeah. move for Skydance, like a like a loyalty thing, right? Be like, thank you for your support about on PlayStation VR one. We're doing this for the very few people who are left.
1: Let, let me ask you this, Brian. I'm curious how, what what you think to think about this. Like, so we can agree that it's not looking good for this hitting PSVR one this year, which means it's likely. And, and and to answer the question you haven't asked yet. Yes. I do think this is going to be a launch title, um, but I'm not so sure if I really think about it, I'm not so sure that this launches on PSVR one before it launches on PSVR two, because Obviously, there's a lot more development. There's a a lot more work for a lot less reward. I think they will bring this to PSVR one because they've committed to it and they typically uh stand by their word. But if they're going to let this slide in the next year, then I'm not so sure that we even see it by February, to be honest.
0: Interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, and and I and I see where you're coming from there, right? You want it, it's the once next year rolls around, your priority has to be the PSVR 2 launch being there at a headsets launch or a console launch is so important to developers and publishers that yeah, if, if, if focusing on the PSVR one version means, means that that won't happen. Well then that will definitely take a lower priority immediately. Um, very curious though. Very curious. Yeah. I I totally expect this to be a PSVR 2 launch title. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm kind of happy about that. I mean, I'm, and I'm, this is going to sound really strange because I, the last thing I want to do is make it sound like I'm happy that a PSVR 1 version uh, isn't coming sooner. Um, but I, I'm a little bit nervous that if I jump into this on PSVR 1, it won't feel like a substantial enough upgrade. It won't actually feel like a sequel. There's only so much you can do with the PSVR 1 horsepower uh, or the PlayStation 4 Pro horsepower. And so I kind of want it to feel like a full-fledged sequel. Just because I'm playing on a next gen headset, just because I I I have a PlayStation, I'm playing on a PlayStation 5, and it can push the 4K visuals because it can push, uh, you know, new new controllers. Man, I'm going to play Saints and Sinners with analog sticks. It's fucking crazy to me, right? And so, uh, so I want it to feel like a next gen experience, uh, and and that's that's kind of why selfishly because I will have to play this on PSVR one less if uh if it comes out earlier.
1: Spoil it. You're going to spoil it, bro. Listen. You're gonna be able to feel the chainsaw cut through the bone,
0: dude. Come on, it's gonna be awesome. Would that, would that use the ha- would that use the headset haptics too? Would you actually feel that in your head? I mean, if you're holding a chainsaw, that kind of rattles through your whole body. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I expect games like that, uh, like Rush of Blood when you're go- or Rush of Blood Two, mm. <laughs> Switchback. Uh, when you're going down those wooden tracks, man, and, and that thing's rattling, you're gonna feel it all through your hands and your head and everything, man. It's, it's going to be a, a next gen experience. And uh yeah, it's one of the again, that's one of the biggest things to be excited about, I feel like, is the advance in in the tactile feel of the equipment.
0: Yeah. Uh, since you brought it up, man, uh, Rush of Blood 2, aka the Dark Pictures switchback. Uh I, I really do feel like we're gonna be calling this thing Rush of Blood 2 for the rest of our lives. That's what it is. It that's is what it
1: is. They're just trying to rebrand they they already rebranded their flat games. They're they're gonna rebrand their VR games now.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is uh, this has been confirmed to be a launch title, which is really nice, right? Because I think some people see this as a negative. They're like, "Oh my God, it's Russia blood all over again! It's the PSVR1 launch all over again!" Look what we're getting. We're getting a Resident Evil game. We're getting a uh, uh, you know a Russia blood type game, and uh, uh, you know the sky is falling. This just can't happen. We're PSVR1 situation all over again. We're never going to get any dude. If we're if we're going to be in the PSVR1 situation all over again, I'm so happy. That we're getting rush of blood 2 along with it because this is one of the best reasons to own a psvr one and so this i think i think one of the most requested games over the last six years has been a rush of blood sequel and now we're finally getting it and so i don't want to hear any complaints
1: (laughs) completely unexpected too man like like i again we we thought that supermassive was done Uh, Making games for Sony. And subsequently, again, I'm not convinced that this is going to be an exclusive. It might be a timed exclusive. But, um, you know, Sony isn't even the publisher this time for this game. Bandai Namco is publishing the game this time.
0: I didn't even Uh, notice that.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Uh, So I I think this will will probably end up on Steam at some point. Uh, But, you know, the best version is going to be on PlayStation. So I'm glad that it's going to be a PS5 launch title or PSVR
0: 2 Launch title. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, God, yeah, I, I know. We we definitely did not expect to see Supermassive uh, ever again. Um, I'm just wondering what happened to that Killzone game.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Whatever happened to that?
0: Yeah, I mean, and in really, that's that's the kind of thing that I'm expecting that Sony's holding back, right? If if there are things like a killzone vr game in development uh this is this is like kind of the one two punch they want to deliver when when they do a state of play or they do a psvr2 uh, event showcase whatever you want to call it right because they can kind of go over everything and be like hey we told you the blah 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 we told you this and like here here, here's the launch lineup and then they just deliver you know once we have everything in the same place and we, got, we, we can all kind of look at it and go okay this is coming this is coming this is coming this is you know getting my this is getting me excited i'm ready for a playstation vr2 and then they go fucking kill zone vr and they just knock you the fuck out you're like holy shit this is what i've been wanting all of these years and the fact that you know sony's looking at uh, games like Horizon, these big IPs, and saying yes is this is something we want to do in VR. I feel like VR is the absolute best possible way to revive some of these somewhat dormant IPs. And I think the last Killzone we got was what Shadowfall on PS4 at launch, seven years ago. Right? If they, yeah. This is a great way to find out if there's still some love for uh, Killzone out there. And I don't even care if it's a new title. Just give me Killzone two and three or whatever. Make those into VR games.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting because, you know, as as much maligned as the the, uh, the library has been up until this point, they're giving us a lot here to be hopeful for. So with the Horizon, they're giving us the hope of all of these first-party IPs coming into VR. And with Switchback, they're giving us the VR faithful hope that our favorite game might get a sequel, our favorite Gen 1 VR game that nobody plays anymore— might get another. You know, somebody uh, great tantrum was it maybe in the chat? Um, somebody just said uh, that they'd love to see a, a sequel to Thumper. That was Tatum. Uh, Tatum said they'd nice. like to see a sequel to Thumper. And at first, I thought you know pro- they probably won't do that. But that's the same thing I said about Russia Blood a month ago. So maybe they will. You know, we already know we're going to get another Res game. Most likely, they've they've dropped heavy hints at that. Um, so we could see a lot of uh, of. of Games that we didn't exactly expect to have sequels of now, it's kind of the skies of the limit because, you know, while we, we didn't get three or four big first-party IPs, uh, we've got a wide variety of different stuff here that they've already revealed. Again, about 70 different titles altogether if you count the ones that developers have confirmed Um so, yeah, there's a lot to be helpful here. I,
0: here. I, I want to stay on the topic. I want to get back to this topic uh, in just a second. Um, I'm actually taking a note because I'll lose my train of thought real quick, but we are kind of far behind on tips. So I yeah. want to get caught up on those uh, and then we can get back to this conversation. Uh, DJ Dirty Yellow with the $10 tip says, how worried are you that there will be no AIM 2? And do you think that Gran Turismo 7 VR support is being saved for a special event? Kind of covered some of this a little bit, right? We, we talked about the aim uh, at the beginning of the show. Um, yeah. How worried am I that there won't gonna... be an aim to? Not terribly. Um, mostly because I don't know how much we're going to need it. I, I do think that there'll be some something to kind of hold us over uh, in the meantime, with, even if it's just some BBC piping.
1: It's going to be interesting to see if they do an official peripheral like that because somebody will make one regardless like there's going to be stocks but you have to have support on the software side for them to be any good like to to pick up a generic stock and go into a game that doesn't have gun stock support kind of sucks it's a it's a bad experience so uh, it'll be interesting to see if sony just to kind of head off the pass and make sure that the experience is what their games are supposed to be that they just go ahead and do it themselves i hope so
0: Uh, And the second half of his question is uh, Do you think Gran Turismo 7 VR supports being safe for a special event? I think the easy answer is absolutely. Like, if there's one first party title that I think is a hybrid game that we're going to get that's going to get full support uh, in PlayStation VR 2, absolutely, Gran Turismo is at the top of that list um, because they tried so hard to deliver Gran Turismo Sport in VR last gen and they just couldn't make it happen, right? Because they had to support the OG PS4. Now here we are, like, PS5 is, you know, firing on all cylinders. Uh, really, we haven't maxed out the hardware yet. And this is their opportunity to say, hey, you know, this amazing driving simulator that we put out there, well, now it's the most amazing driving simulator ever released on a VR headset. You
1: know, they kind of botched the uh, the launch of uh, GT7, on the flat version on PS5. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like maybe that has a little something to do with why we haven't heard anything about this yet, because they they get this rare second chance to relaunch. And we've already heard the head of that studio and that company talk about how the biggest jump for their franchise is going to be the move into VR and next-gen VR equipment. So I, I think that they're probably focusing on relaunching as a VR title, a, a VR-centric title, and they probably want to make sure that they don't drop the ball a second time. And that's probably the reason why we haven't heard anything more about it yet. I think when the game's you know close to what they feel like is ready and we'll start hearing a little
0: more about it. I agree. I agree. I also think, you know, again, that's that one-two punch where it's, why why isn't Sony talking more about hybrids? Why isn't Sony talking more about first-party IPs? Why isn't... Because look what they're doing right now man they're getting everything else kind of out of the way right the, the somewhat negative price tag the you know the the kind of sketchy launch details with the pre-order details that like some people aren't getting the email and some people are sorry Wes, to remind you of that um but also uh, but also something i really want to talk about is all these quest ports or pc vr ports games that p- other people have been playing you just double checking to see if you've gotten the email during the show i think you should
1: <laughs> i need to know right <laughs> Oh,
0: nothing. Nothing yet. Damn okay. it! What it's been the the reaction to these Quest ports and PC VR ports of games that have been out on other systems for six to twelve months has been overwhelmingly negative, right? Uh, and, and I'm sure that it has to do with with the titles or the way that these titles look as well. Because it's things like Tentacular, it's things like Alchemy Labs, um, Cosmonius High, right? People are like, oh, fucking, you know, more games that look like they belong on Quest or PSVR One, or you know, where, where's And if we got independent games or we got indie games that look like, um, if we got phasmophobia, if we got phasmophobia, would anybody out there be like, I, what the fuck man? Phasmophobia. We don't want fucking phasmophobia. No, of course we do. Of course we do. Right. And so, I'm, you know, so it kind of bums me out a little bit to see the reaction. It kind of bums me out that we keep getting these announcements of Quest and PC VR games, not because I don't want them, but because that's not what's going to sell PSVR two, right? We do want these over here, but it also makes me think Sony's getting these out there on blog posts and you know, and, and just kind of posting the uh, the launch trailers up on their youtube channel but they're not doing it as part of an event or part of a showcase or part of a state of play um for the most part anyway and so that's what leads me to believe that they are saving things like gran turismo 7 for the big power pack thing that's going to make you go jesus i can't live without a psvr2 because right now i think some people could i think after the sony event that's not going to be that's not going to be what people are thinking anymore they be like i fucking need this device
1: yeah, I think a lot of the disappointment with the lineup.
0: Is- and we're back. So sorry to everybody who's watching this thing live. Uh, abnormal amount of technical problems today. I do apologize. And I also apologize to Wes, who it seems to be happening uh, right when he's deep in thought and like <laughs> ex- expounding on, uh, on, on these really great thoughts. Uh, so I apologize, Wes. Do, do, well, you, do you remember what we were talking about?
1: Well, you said it at the top of the show, Brian. We like to talk a lot. So I'm kind of always in the middle of some big spiel. But yes, I I was about to say that I think that that most of us are are excited to get these titles, you know, even the ports and play them on better hardware. Uh, I think that a lot of this sentiment and criticism, both from inside the VR bubble and outside of it, uh, comes from this universal expectation that we've had. That Sony would have started by now trying to push VR out into the mainstream. We all assume that that was what their goal was going to be right. with this generation is to invest in selling people on VR. And we, we kind of expected more by now and it isn't happening yet. And I think as, as is the case, and we've said this before on this channel, our, our expectations are our worst enemy. We always. Expect there to be more than what actually ends up happening, and we get disappointed largely because of uh, uh, our inability to, to have realistic expectations.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 mind boggling. I think to most of us, when you say why would why would Sony even bother making a PSVR two if they weren't going to push it as hard as possible and utilize all of the relationships they have with third parties and utilize all of the first party IPs that they have, like just in their stable, it's it, why. For us, we're like, why wouldn't you do that? And I think for them, it's also, why wouldn't we do that? But also, it doesn't have to be all at launch. I think Sony's thinking long-term much, much more than I ever will. I want everything, and I want it now, fucking right away, right? But I think we'll see a lot a lot of the fruits of their labor over the course of the next two years, right? I think the first year is going to be great, but I think year two and year three are going to be phenomenal,
1: I think they still look at vr as a project too like a, an ongoing learning process they said that the, the a lot of the reason why this one's so awesome is because of the lessons that they've learned from the original and they see that vr and ar xr long term is going to be something that's meaningful and significant and while the, the the future this beautiful future of vr might not be coming soon there's still steps that have to be taken to get there and I don't think that they would bow out. They they want to stay in the game, and they want to continue to advance. But they understand now what a lot of us understand. It's not going to happen tomorrow. So, uh,
0: yeah. Okay. So although there's a bunch of other launch titles that we could go into detail about or other titles that we are not sure will be there at launch or not, I think maybe, Wes, uh, this, we, we've already got quite a long show going on and we've still got some more tips to talk about. So I, I say uh, you and I table this conversation and then we go and then maybe next week, if, if uh, depending on what the situation is news-wise, maybe we look at some of the lesser appreciated announced games uh, and we give them the attention that they deserve. Because there's a lot to take in here.
1: And by next week, uh, pre-orders, the pre-order window will have already happened. So it possibly could have some more announcements, some more clarity on these titles. Uh, Yeah, I I really wanted to deep dive on some of these again today. And and here we did the same thing we always do,
0: Brian. (laughs) We just keep talking. That's how it works, man. But that means we'll just never run out of shit to talk about, right? That's, that's right. All right, so let's take care of a few of these tips then. Uh, we got DJ Dirty Yellow with the $5 tip says, Will there be a far 2? He also gave us another $5 tip but didn't say anything. So thank you for the $10 tip asking about far 2. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, there will be. I'm sure of this because uh, I think Larsonauts is a, a, a very good game. I think it's highly underestimated by me and everyone else for one reason, because it's not Farpoint 2, and they know that. They know why that game failed, and I, I think if they do another game before they do Farpoint 2, the same thing will happen, and they understand that.
0: Yeah, I mean, and obviously, that all comes down to their relationship with Sony, uh, and I think, you know, I th- I don't know numbers on how well Farpoint sold, but uh, it doesn't have to be a Farpoint... Sequel. It could be a another story in the Farpoint universe. It doesn't have to be Farpoint Two. If they got maybe they'll remaster Farpoint One and, and deliver that as part of a plus collection, and and then, and then Farpoint Two will make way more sense on PSVR Two. But I do agree that's the game that we want to see Impulse Gear make. Uh, and so far, man, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was disappointed in the announcement of knots for the exact same reason that you just said because it wasn't Farpoint Two.
1: Oh, and the teasers that they gave made it even worse because it seemed like they were doing a story driven sci-fi game. Yeah. So even if it was like a, a spiritual sequel and not actually the continuation of the Far Point story, I would have accepted that, right? If I had the same kind of gameplay and environments, I would have been okay with it. But to have a versus multiplayer game trying to cash in on, uh, on, you know, flat gaming success. Uh, uh, you know, it just didn't go over well with me, and it didn't go over well with a lot of other people too.
0: It's very true. Uh, we've also got we've got genetic blasphemy, the Chrome Colossus with a two dollar tip says tip train. Toot toot. Hopefully, I hit the right pitch for that. We got Nautilus Ryan, the game Feline, with a five dollar tip says PSVR two is going to bring bring VR back from the brink like the NES brought home consoles back thirty five years ago. Pizza bet. I don't know if any. I don't know if you're going to find anyone here that'll bet against you. Niles Ryan, because I think you're absolutely right. Um, and we're, also, we're I also, just to elaborate on that a little bit, I guess, right? Uh, very, very thankful to every all the steps that Meta have taken up till this point, right? Because I, I really do think if it wasn't for, if it was just PSVR 1 and then no one else stepped in and, and kind of tried to make VR cool or, or make VR really accessible to the mainstream and making a standalone headset for as cheap as they did. I don't think the popularity for VR would be there right now. Maybe not even enough for for Sony to be releasing PSVR 2. The
1: the conversation, even back then when when PSVR was flourishing, the conversation outside of the PSVR community before Quest was VR is dead. It's going nowhere. In terms of of, of Sony scale, the the numbers that PSVR 1 did was a drop in the bucket. People expected VR, even though it was very expensive at first, they expected that because it was so awesome that it would take off anyway and people would just pay whatever they had to to get it. But they underestimated the idea that you you can't really tell people how awesome VR is. They have to experience it for themselves. And that was why Quest was so important. It was a proof of concept. It was a proof, after VR pretty much had already failed, Mm. that if people try it out, they'll buy it. And I, I think that we uh, owe Meta a huge debt because of that. Because we get we get another couple of generations now just because of the, their success. Wes,
0: hypothetical. Um, I, I forget what Miles calls these thought experiments. No, I forget, I forget who listens. Um, but hypothetical. What if Meta never entered the VR game? What would that have done psvr1 do you think psvr1 would have flourished and 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 thrived and, and and grown uh and kind of had like more support because it because all the people interested in vr weren't so scattered and more people would have come into the playstation ecosystem in order to play vr or do you think that those numbers were just those numbers and that's that's how that was going to go
1: well it's interesting um it's a it's, it's an interesting question because we kind of, when we think about Meta and their contribution to VR, we think about Quest and, and what they've done over the last few years. And we fail to recognize that Facebook bought Oculus before Rift launch and all of those, you know, big budget PC exclusives that came out that that was Meta too. Right. But before Quest, there was this, there was this big disconnect, but between, you know, the, the VR community was a fractured thing. There was, very much a PC VR community and a PlayStation VR community. And they they existed pretty much outside of one another. And we had the PC guys with the endless bankroll saying, I would never play something. that doesn't don't have thumbsticks and, and ha- has to rely on console, you know, dated console graphics because it, it you know, it valid criticisms from their perspective. But then on the other hand, we have Sony over here, uh psvr players saying you know all right so maybe our our equipment isn't as technically advanced as yours but look at our catalog we've got 10 games for every one that you have good games um so there was this disconnect and those two communities pretty much couldn't agree on anything until quest came around and now they both agree that they all don't want that (laughs) (laughs) So it would be interesting I don't know I don't know where we would be without meta um but they certainly have uh shifted the um, uh, the landscape like on a very very fundamental level in in many many ways
0: yeah yeah i don't I, i'm not I'm not sitting here thinking that it was really I didn't even have a good answer until I was listening to you talk about it um but i, I do think I do think PS4 one would have had a somewhat longer life if because PSVR for a while was kind of the, the place to bring your your games. You know, if like you had mild success on PC, VR, Steam, whatever, uh, it seemed like developers were very, very interested. Everyone I ever talked to was always like, oh, the goal is to get it on the PSVR. But by the time most of them got around to trying to do that, it was like too little too late. Like the, the ecosystem had already sort of, you know, fluttered out. I, th-
1: I think that Sony really dropped the ball when they didn't give us a new Move controller. All they would have had to do is put a put a a stick where that button is and and they we would have gotten two or three more years of games I feel like out of it, but maybe uh yeah yeah i, I think of Sony's to blame for a lot of
0: that i I definitely think Sony's to blame for a lot of it and and of course you know the people compare. which which I don't think is fair. People compare the the PlayStation VR1 to the Vita, saying that Sony was good out of the gate, and then they dropped the ball completely, stopped supporting it, and just relied on indies and third parties. Which is, you know, on the surface true, but we also know that there's plenty of those indies and third-party games that would never would have come to PSVR one if it wasn't for Sony's backing. Uh, Sony was constantly out there trying to get these games to come to PSVR one, paying for the ports, paying for, uh, you know, paying for exclusivity, even sometimes. So I, I I, I just, yeah, I think I think if Sony had delivered more first-party IPs. that sure. we, would, we wouldn't we would be sitting here thinking that uh, we would, people wouldn't be able to say, oh, it's just like the Vita, completely different story. And I, and I also... Right.
1: I didn't want to... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt.
0: No, no, I just, I just think that... Uh, and you can always interrupt me because I'm never saying anything important, I promise you. Uh, a Resistance game or a kill zone game or an Uncharted game would have... Possibly move the needle to the point where people stick around just long enough to see what else is happening, right? Whereas I think it was too easy at a certain point, two or three years in, for everyone to jump ship and say, uh, nothing's happening over here. Let's go check out this quest thing,
1: right? And they didn't want to invest like that in Gen 1. No. Like it's kind of a miracle that we got anything. When you, when you, anything at all, when, when you think back to what, how PSVR came into being, and you, uh, don't, if you, if any of you out there haven't seen like the early prototypes of the PSVR one, go check it out. These things literally have <laughs> move controllers strapped to the headset yeah. to track it. Um, it's a miracle that we got anything, but it was an experiment very much so. And they didn't want to invest the money. Uh, obviously, if they weren't going to invest in controllers, they're not going to invest in, in doing multi-million dollar games with big IPs either. I think that that, that fact is a reason why a lot of us are so nervous and antsy Mm -hmm. about only having one first party title right now. Like, are they going to do that again? We don't think so, but we didn't think so before either. And and you saw how that turned out. So, uh, yeah.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. Um, excuse me. Uh, yeah, and and I, yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because that is absolutely the cause of everyone's nervousness. They don't want this to be the PSVR one generation all over again. For the for all the great things that happened during the PSVR one generation, I think a lot of that generation can be boiled down to one word: waiting. Like. Waiting for an announcement, waiting for another AAA game, waiting for anything of interest to come along, just waiting through dry spells of like just nothing. There were entire months where we didn't even get a crappy game to play. And then we get a crappy game and it'd be like, Jesus, this is all we got is, I mean, it was so frustrating. Um, I just felt like six years, six years of my life was spent waiting to do something like, oh, what, what am I going to review next? What am I going to get to play next? And and a lot of that waiting didn't result in very much. And I don't want that to be the case this gen. And I really, really, really hope. Um, Sony proves to everybody soon that that's not the case. And it doesn't, I don't think it's going to take very much. How much will it take Wes? if they say Gran Turismo 7 at launch or within the first three months, you know, the full game, every single screen in VR, uh, is that enough, or do they also need to say "and The Last of Us" and "God of War" and "Days Gone" <laughs> and whatever? I think we,
1: I think we need one we don't expect. Um, now, let's be clear: there are people out there that don't want to be convinced, and they'll they'll say things like, "Man, I really wanted Sony to do do it this time," and, uh, but the truth is that they don't want to be convinced that they, they shit over, all over every little thing that they can they they can pick out and they nitpick. Uh, because they don't want to be convinced. They don't want to have to go drop the money on this and yeah. put all the effort forth into getting one. Um, I, th- I think we need one big surprise. Like we need, we need one that we're not expecting. Like the last of us would be, would be one or like, you know, a lot of people put a, a lot of stock in Half Life Alex. I'm not so sure that even that for, for a lot of like, uh, traditional gamers is going to be something you know half-life alex has been out for a couple years now people didn't just all go buy PC VR because of it um i think grand theft auto online in vr would be yes i've always called that the singularity when that happens you can play that and go live in that world everyone will buy a fucking headset agreed so we need something like that but uh again you know how soon do we get something like that people are just now starting to develop in unreal 5 you know what i mean it's going to take a little while for the real next gen stuff to get here, uh, we just wish they'd be a little bit more transparent about what they're working on.
0: Agreed, agreed. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto is one hundred percent. You know, just not even just five. Like you said, online, uh, that is the persistent world like that. Uh, I mean, but and if you include that with Grand Theft Auto Five, the the single player campaign, then yeah, then then you're batting a thousand right there. As the thing, I think that would sell VR headsets to the mainstream, to the masses, people who weren't prior. Uh, and any had any interest in VR whatsoever, and I agree with you on Half Life Alex. I think that Half Life Alex is going to be something that people who are already going to buy a PSVR two will be super fucking excited about, right? Because they know Half Life Alex will run on this thing. So like you know, just knowing that we're going to be able to have those caliber games, and then also get that game, great, fucking great. But I don't think that's the system seller. Uh, it does have to be something that's more ubiquitous, something like Grand Theft Auto. You'll
1: you win over a lot of PC guys like that, uh, just to be able to play a newer version of, of their favorite game. And trust me, all of them—that's their favorite game. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, there, there's zero variance. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, you'll convince a lot of that community. Most of it, probably, to pick one up. But here's the thing: how big is that community? Really, it's not as big as the PSVR community was. You know, uh, they get two million uh, users that they're, they celebrate. So, um, yeah. So what
0: are we really talking about here? Yeah. Uh, shapeshifter, the amorphous game cat with the two euro says Megaton rainfall 2 anyone. You know, I still never
1: played that game. Like a lot of people said it was good. Crap. It looked like a cool concept. I like the,
0: uh, okay, I changed 20 questions. now. <laughs> I,
1: I like the people screaming, uh as you destroy things or as the, maybe the, the the uh was it aliens that destroyed things or were you the one destroying the well buildings you
0: no? could accidentally destroy buildings while trying to take down the aliens who are also destroying yeah. buildings yes
1: i remember laughing while watching people play probably watching you play it uh and people were just screaming as the buildings collapsed and i thought it was hilarious yeah it was actually pretty fucking funny
0: um And, and, you know, as for as ambitious as that game was, it was, it was janky. It was made by one person. Uh, and so, you know, kind of cool. Um, I would love to see if that person could, you know, if he's still making games and, uh, and if, and if he's going to make a sequel, uh, we got one more tip here, I believe. I hope I didn't miss any, please. If I missed any, please scream at me in the comments. So we don't move on without getting everybody. Um, Looper, the underground game cat with the two euro says here they lie too, please.
1: We're not getting that ever, <laughs> ever, They're Not, uh, but w- uh, we've talked about this a few times before. I do think we're going to get a, a spiritual s- successor, probably something that has nothing to do with even the same themes as the first one dealt with. But we're going to get that same kind of artistic creativity from a lot of the same people that made that game. Yeah, so uh, I'm. I'm again. I'm more excited for that than anything, probably.
0: Agreed. Agreed. So many questions, Wes. Who knows what's going to happen next gen? Lots of questions, very few answers. Speaking of lots of questions, Wes, are you ready to play a game of PSVR? Twenty questions. I'm as ready as always, which is not ready at all. Yeah, but but uh, uh, let's apologize. do it. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to put six minutes up on the clock. The clock on the counter. Please, everybody, help Wes out. Uh, this shit's always difficult. It's way more difficult than you think it is. I promise you. Uh, so here we go. You've Get twenty yes or no questions. Figure out what PlayStation VR game I'm thinking of. On your mark, get des. Go.
1: This is a good brick. A good game, Brian.
0: Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good game. Hmm. Look at that. You already got a yes. It's a good game.
1: Um, has this game been uh, confirmed to have a PSVR 2 version?
0: Oh, good question. This game has not been confirmed to have a PSVR 2 version.
1: The way you said that makes me think that you expect it, though. Um, no freebies. I <laughs> know, I know, I know, I know. No. Um mm-hmm. Well, uh does this game uh use thumbsticks?
0: Uh no. No. No, oh, okay. God, I think I have the PlayStation store uh, up here. 99% sure it does not. Okay, yeah, I get you.
1: Uh so uh, probably a move title then. Does it have full locomotion?
0: It does.
1: Yes. So it's full locomotion move title. Um, Listen, need to know genre.
0: I got to, I got to just say this. The store page says DualShock Four vibration, but then it also says Move controller required. So, welcome to the PlayStation yeah. Store. I, I don't know anyone I who's mean, ever played this shit. Maybe you. it does Move game. Just say, it's, it's primarily a Move game. It might have DualShock Four support. Okay,
1: all right. So people play this game with moves, and you wouldn't think that people play it with DualShock. Exactly. But it does have full locomotion. It does. Um we need to we need to nail down a genre here. Is it a horror game?
0: Uh no, no. This would not be a horror game. That's fine. Is it a shooter? Uh no, you would not call this a shooter. Puzzle game? Yes. It is a puzzle game.
1: All right, so we have a puzzle <laughs> game with full locomotion, not horror, so it's not going to be like a don't knock twice or any of that sort of thing. Um Hmm, interesting. Is it story driven? Yes. Story driven puzzle game. Uh, is it exclusive to PlayStation VR?
0: It is not exclusive to PlayStation VR.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I have some ideas here then. Story driven puzzle game. Moves only. I think, I think. I don't know who the developer is of that game, so I can't ask you that. Um Does the title have like a subtitle? Is it is it like title something the subtitle? No. No, I think that's the no. first time
0: that's ever been asked. Ten questions, Wes. That's a no.
1: So it's not it's not Zing. I thought it was Zing for a minute.
0: It's not Zing, obviously. Uh yeah, what what are they called? White Lotus?
1: Ah, uh, there you go, yeah. Seeing the land beyond. Yeah. Um I think Robinson used dual shock, didn't it? So it probably can't be that. Uh store driven puzzlers, guys, we already did uh D I think. So I don't think you're picking that one again. Uh Or was it gravitational? Here,
0: think he, we did the here's manual. Here's the best part of that question, Wes. My memory's shit. Your memory shit. If we picked a game a couple weeks ago, I would not count it out. <laughs> but uh,
1: well, I blame the, I blame those two titles more than our memories for being very forgettable. Well, I'm going to
0: save you the trouble. It's not either of those. So keep moving. Okay, good. All right,
1: all right. Story story driven puzzle game. Um, all right. I guess I probably should be checking out the chat at this point. Uh, full locomotion with move controllers. Haven't been well, keeping a close people. eye here,
0: but I—I uh, I don't think I've seen anybody say. It yet. But I—I I would,
1: I really wouldn't consider uh, Static to be a, um, a story-driven game, even though there is some backstory to it. It's not driven. Full locomotion, by the yes.
0: Full locomotion.
1: Oh, yeah, of course, in full locomotion. Uh, is is there, uh, is there um, smooth turning? It, yes, there is. So it's not Shadow Point, guys, and. And scene is loca- is uh, is forced um, yep. node-based teleport, so it's not that. Uh, good thought, old Darth. Is this game, um, did it come out this year?
0: This game did come out this year. Ah, uh, ha, ha. That is down quite a bit, doesn't it?
1: Yes, it does, because we've only really got two good story-driven <laughs> puzzlers, and one of them doesn't, I, I don't think... I don't think Mossbook 2 uses move controllers. Maybe it does. I doubt it. There's no thumbsticks. It would if they gave us a new move controller. Uh okay, so um. Uh shit. Let me think of what the Yeah, everyone's saying it's Wanderer. Brian, is it Wanderer? Wes.
0: Made by M Theory in Maze Theory. M Theory okay. and Maze. Theory M theory. It's not M theory and Maze theory. It's no it's M it's, uh... Maze something. Maze theory is who made M theory and Odd Boy. That's who it is. Yes, Odd Boy. It, <laughs> it it is Wander. It came out uh, earlier this year, as you've already said. Um, Thank you, yep. everyone. Uh, again, do uh, do you, do you it's January twenty seventh, twenty twenty two, and uh, those those two companies have actually merged into one company now, and they are called Mighty Eyes, which really throws everybody for a loop. Um, do you remember playing this with the Dual Shock? Like, do, do you? Because I kind of um, sort of remember reaching out with one hand and pulling ropes just to try it, but I I might just be imagining that.
1: No, I don't remember playing this with Dual Shock at all, and, and honestly, I only tried it for a little while on PlayStation VR I played, I think mostly on steam with this one, but I did play completely through this game. And I think it's a, a, a tremendous, um, oh, fuck, I'm losing my words now. Th- th- this game th- to persist. It- it's a, it's a front runner for game of the year. Mm-hmm. Now as a January release, I think that says a lot about this game.
0: Agreed. Um, the interesting thing about uh, about this game is that the developers are constantly kind of teasing, uh, "Hey, we've got something in store." Hey, pay attention, blah blah blah, whatever. Your first question, I believe, was, "Has this been announced for PSVR two yet?" And in my head, I was like, "I don't think they have," but I feel like that's they're always right on the cusp of announcing that, right? Which this would be the perfect title for PSVR two because. I think PSVR was kind of dead by the time this game came out, right? That's why I'm so happy to see Zenith, uh, The Last City, coming to PSVR 2 because as far as PSVR 1 goes, like, I think the entire GameCat community were the only people who played it on PSVR 1, right? And so I, I can only imagine what the sales were. Same with Wanderer. And so this would, yes, finally give this game the attention it deserves. This was amazing production values and deserves all the yeah, attention beautiful. it could possibly get.
1: Technical marvel, this game on on PSVR 1. Uh, I can tell you if they upgrade it to make it more like the PC version, it's not going to be a big upgrade. It looks great on PlayStation VR.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I really, the only thing I would want from a PSVR 2 version is just to make sure those last couple bugs that they haven't gotten around to fixing yet are totally ironed out because, I mean, when we first played at launch, there were bugs everywhere and you never knew if it was like the game uh, that was glitching out or, or if you just weren't solving the puzzle. And, and that's the worst thing about puzzle games is not knowing if it's you or the game. Uh, and then they were gradually getting more and more and more of those fixed and they're almost to the point of where this game is almost fucking perfect um so i really really hope they iron out everything and create have this nice perfect psvr2 launch uh where everything is just absolutely beautiful i think the one thing people wanted on psvr uh i don't know what it looked like on steam but when you were playing the drums in like the Jimi hendrix level right and like the people out in the audience were just kind of like weird blurs it just looked really strange. And, yeah, they, they were weird on Steam, too. Okay. <laughs> I, I had a feeling that might be the case. but
1: Yeah, there, there, there was a lot of weirdness with that game. Uh, you, you're right. Some of the glitches in it... Um, because the puzzles weren't all obvious. Actually, some of them required uh, some some outside-the-box thinking. So you would get stuck in it. But then when you're stuck, when it's not your fault, you really don't know that. Because, again, you might just be stuck because the puzzles... Uh, outside of your, your line of thought at the moment. Um, but I love this game. I love how nonlinear it is. I've, I've seen other people play it and like seen like a progression of their videos on YouTube. And I, I don't think anybody's taken it that I've seen in the order that I did yet. <laughs> like It seems like everybody has their own path through that game, uh, which is amazing. It's amazing to have that kind of variability. And again, what is a story-driven puzzle game? it's a hardcore puzzle game. It's not, it's not, it doesn't deviate from what it is. It's a puzzle game.
0: Yeah. Dude. When they, when they gave me a chalkboard to figure out a Morse code puzzle, I was like, I am so all in right here. A chalkboard in VR is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Wes, thank you so much for hanging out with me during this yet another epic episode of PSVR games cast live. Um, Sell me, sell me on Virtual Strangers, man. Let all the cats out there who have not yet subscribed to your channel know what you guys are up to over there in case they missed the beginning of the show. Uh, what what are you up to? Why should we head over there and subscribe?
1: Platform agnostic VR enthusiasm, friends. We, we cover Boo. all VR. Oh, but, sorry, sorry. But, but <laughs> let me finish. Let me finish. We only cover good games. We don't play games because they're popular or because, uh, you know, that's, we actually try not to play what everyone else is playing on YouTube at the time. Uh, I say that as we're about to talk about Among Us VR, ironically. But, um, no, we play what we want to play. And, and if we're talking about a game, it's more than likely a good one. And it's a good, you know, our foundation is psvr but you know we we grew to experience it all and we try to deliver that kind of perspective no matter which vr community that you're coming from we don't play favorites we love all vr and that's kind of what we do over on our side of things uh but you know if i had to sell people on my channel uh i would say we do uh we kind of take a unique angle we we try to do things a little differently than the, your run of the mill VR channel. And if you want something different, if you're tired of all the mouth gaping thumbnails and clickbait, then Red you arrows. found the right place to come. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Red arrows. There you go. Yep. Uh, th- then you found the right channel, friends. Come over and uh, say hi.
0: Right. And Wes is over there. That's the biggest selling point you miss, man. And I know you're not like a big self promoter, but dude, again, you're, I love having you on this show. I look forward to my Wednesday episodes because it's for, for me, it's, you know, I think AJ and I are very high energy and we're like, you know, we rattle through news stories and, you know, we try to get out of there in an hour. I don't want to do that with you. I never want to do that with you because I feel like, you know, the, you don't get, you don't get the full Wes Dillon experience uh, if you try to push him in and then push him out in an hour. Um, I, I love I love hanging out. I love talking VR with you. I love your perspective, and there's so much more of that over on Virtual Strangers. So if you haven't subscribed already, make sure you click the link in the description below and join Wes and his friends over there on his channel. His friends are okay. Like I give him like a six out of ten. All right. Right. They know Brian Paul. They They know Miles dyer They know whatever AJ's last name is. Then they're, they're not those. Hey.
1: Right. His first name's A. His last name's J.
0: Right. Roots is cool. Eric's alright. Maybe yeah, Roots is like a seven. Eric's more like a six. No, I'm kidding. That sounds real. <laughs> if, if I was being serious, that would be really fucking mean. Um, but no, I, I love your channel and I love everything you guys do. So, uh, Make sure you... Oh, no, Eric's in the chat. Okay, time to go, guys. Uh, thank, you <laughs> <for hanging out. laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, for hanging out. Thank uh, you, everybody, for hanging out and watching the show today. Thank you, everybody, who uh, who, who contributes to this channel. For Everybody from Jay, Meow, Sci-Fi Game, Henry, all the mods out there who make my life amazingly easier. Obviously, Wes hanging out with me every single Wednesday for as long as it takes. Uh, all the cats in the chat who helped out during 20 questions, who contributed during the chat, who tipped. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. And of course, all the cats that sat back, watched the show, didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there. We love you, just as much. Let's get out of here, Wes. Bye. <laughs> Ian Stanbridge in the chat says AJ's last name is Beanie. I love that the beanie has just become like an integral part of his personality. Like he's just not allowed to remove it anymore. Has, has anyone ever seen yeah, this I, under I the mean, beanie? Uh,
1: I, wonder, I wonder what his head looks like, man. Do you think maybe like he had like a <laughs> motorcycle accident years ago or something like that? Like I wear a hat a lot. But I mean, you guys have seen my head. I do have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, have,
0: we have also seen it without a hat though. So that is the thing. Uh, yeah, I have, I have no idea, man. It's a mystery and will continue to be a mystery until probably till the end of time.
1: He might have one of those, uh, what do you call it when you put the little ponytail on top? Maybe, maybe he's got something like that going on under there. Like a, like a bun? Yeah, man bun. Maybe he has a man bun (laughs) under there. By the way, Mark Smith says his last name's God Cannon, which makes sense. Oh, AJ. Was it? God Cannon.
0: Sorry, I thought middle name was God and then the last name was Cannon.
1: That sounds like, a, like a like a trial lawyer. Like, call AJ Godkin, an attorney at law, if you've been exposed to mesothelioma through asbestos or wow, well,
0: shit like
1: that.
0: I guess this YouTube thing Kill doesn't Oh 777.
1: 777.
0: 777. yeah, you go forever. Three dollars. <laughs> Super chat says bye 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 bye. Kill us cell. Thank you everybody for watching. We love you all. See you Friday.